want is an opportunity. This is America, ain't it? Who the fuck's stopping you? This is Bootlegging, where each week we will discuss HBO's original series, Boardwalk Empire. Grab a glass of your favorite libation, and let's do a little chin wagging. And welcome to Bootlegging, a Boardwalk Empire podcast. This is your host, Colton. And this is Chris. And we want to thank you all for joining us. Today we are going to discuss episode two, The Ivory Tower. So just pre-information before we get into the discussion to the chin wagging of this episode. Uh, this episode actually was directed by uh, Tim Van Patten. Have you ever heard of him, Chris? No, I haven't. Uh, me either. I did a little looking into him. He's uh, recorded a bunch of episodes of uh, Game of Thrones, Sopranos, The Wire, Deadwood. Oh. Pretty much anything that is uh, HBO, the guys touched it, right? Right. I did find out a little interesting fact. He, uh, You've seen the series Black Mirror, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So have you seen the new season by any chance? No. No. I, I've seen like through season two, maybe half of three. Okay. I can't remember if it's on season three or four. I honestly don't remember. But in the newest season, there's an episode entitled Hang the DJ. It's a very cool episode. It's about like living with inside a dating app, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, considering our current times and how Tinder is like all over everything. God, I don't everything. get swiped left. I don't want to <laughs> get swiped, right? But it's a very cool episode. I really liked it. There's a lot of cool philosophy in it, and he actually directed that episode. Nice. It just kind of an. It was honestly of the entire new season. It was my favorite episode. I thought that was kind of interesting that he directed that. Huh. Uh, writer was uh, Terrence Winter. Uh, as we all know, he directed or wrote the last episode, and um, he's also the basically the uh, the forefront of the of this show. Right, right. This is his his creation, pretty much. So I thought that was cool. He came in for the second episode, whereas a lot of series, you know, they'll do the first episode and maybe like. A, a highlight episode and then the last episode. Right. You know, they don't continue on. I thought it was cool he wrote two separate episodes at yeah. the beginning. And you can also see that because when this episode starts up, a lot of pilots, you know, they don't know for certain they're going to get picked up. And so they'll do the pilot. And then the next episode, it feels almost like a blank. Like right. there's like this space missing where this one literally picks up like two days later. Right. Right. So we'll go ahead and saying that, you know, it picks up two days later. We'll get into it. So this episode does start with uh, Big Jim uh, Colosimo. It's at his funeral. Right. We see the casket getting brought down. And in true mob fashion, I guess, the main people that are walking down with the casket is who? Yeah. Yeah. All the people carrying the casket are people that are involved in the trade, in the bootlegging business, people that are probably involved in the the guy's murder almost definitely i mean we're let's go and say we're like 90 90 let's say 90 percent yeah exactly like all of these people were most likely involved in the guy's murder and they're carrying his casket out into the hearse right (laughs) and then you see capone walking by with uh torrio and the the reporter like yeah all of these reporters are shoving through the crowd trying to get to all of these, you know, uh, pallbearers to ask them right. questions at the funeral. It's, it's a guy's like, funeral. He's not even six feet under. Right. <laughs> just like, and it's so funny that 
you know, it's Al Capone is our moral compass here telling all the reporters. <laughs> I didn't like, even think about it that way. It's Al Capone here telling all the reporters, like, uh, show some respect for the dead. Like, really? This is the guy this that's, is telling, <laughs> that's telling all these reporters to, like, back off? Okay, fine. <laughs> right. I didn't, Honestly, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good point. So you see, but I guess you... It's also showing how big it was back then, right? right? Like how big the mob was that where the the tribute. I don't know what the I don't know what the paper was, <laughs> but the Tribune is out there and they're like, "Hey, you want to give a statement?" You know, like I can't think of that in today's time period. I mean, yeah, I mean, people at least have some some mindset that like at a funeral you have to respect the process first at least and then desecrate and then desecrate (laughs) (laughs) so we get to see at the very end of that uh the reef that's put in is nucky right so that's a nice little transition goes from nucky to his name to actual showing Nucky. right he's getting a shoe polish and the shoe polish is by an individual who uh, will go and say it's african-american right at this time period, African Americans could vote, but they were still segregation was still very much in place, right? Right, and so I thought that was really cool. Not cool. That's not the wrong. That's the wrong word. I thought it was good that they showed that he's looking at this guy like an individual. He's right. not sitting there asking him, "So who are you voting for?" Right. Oh, hey, polish this a little bit better. It's hey, man, how? Don't you have this many kids? Right. He's looking at the guy like he's a real individual as he is. Yeah. He is a real individual. His thought, who he is, does matter. And he actually is recognizing that. Yeah. And you get to see that Nucky is the reason he is so popular with people, which we get into here in a little bit. Right. With a monta- yeah. I don't know if it's a real monta- We're going to a montage. <laughs> I don't know if it's a real, like, if it's really a montage, but you're seeing where it starts right here. Yeah. He doesn't distinguish between a woman voter, a black voter, right. a white voter, a male voter. It's a voter. Right. If, is that necessarily the best way of looking? Oh, hey, a voter's a voter. I don't know on that. Right. But he's really having a conversation with him. And I thought that that was good that they put that in there. You get to see a perspective of right. Nucky as a actual caring individual at right. that point. Because, it, it, I mean, in the same scene, he both is asking this guy about his family about the person that who he is right but also he's uh it kind of shows that he sees this person as uh, kind of an underling it's hard to explain he he talks to him and asks him about his family but it's also i mean this is his shoe shine so he's not really right uh, it, it it's hard to explain, but no, I see what you're saying. He's still not looking at him like he's an equal, right? I do see that. I I see what you're saying on there. So, but it is it's I guess for that time period, I would consider that a very liberal thought, right? What he's doing is a very liberal action. It's a very progressive, not even necessarily liberal. I'm not going to use that word. It's a very progressive action. It's a very moving forward. Which is, oh, well, that's progress. It's a progressive action. And I do like that he's doing that. Is it necessarily, I mean, with the, 
I don't know, with the way that he's saying, is it necessarily that is right in today's time period? No, but we, like I said, we can't judge these characters on today's time period because we're, what, oh shit. Dude, it's 2018. We're literally almost 100 years. I honestly, I, I honestly, it just clicked to me. We're literally 100 years, basically, in the future from this show. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it happened in 1920. Yeah. <laughs> like, that all of a sudden, that honestly just clicked to me that that this was literally 100 Damn. years. Yeah. So it was, we can't necessarily judge them fully on everything because they're not going to have the same perspective and the same views and the same mentality that we have now. So, but for that time period where we have to try to base it, I like it because it's like, okay, he's, he is this way. It's a, a a forward thinking individual. Right. And while he's reading the paper, he's seeing the, uh, the, the, um, obituary, I guess for big Jim and not even being phased. By the fact that Big Jim has died. Oh my god, he died? Big Jim died? Yeah, right? What? I mean, it kinda it kinda lends to the uh the idea that maybe Nucky had something to do no. with it. What? <laughs> Wait, first off, Big Jim died? What? <laughs> and so Nucky's reading this and he's not even like it's like another just another article in the newspaper. That's, That's all it is. Not even a big deal. He was. It was probably, in all honesty, I can see him like Nucky was reading, reading the paper before that, like the day before. What the fuck? He hasn't. It still hasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. This dude's still Wait, alive. Are they still taking <laughs> them so long? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that that kind of gives a little bit more to the story that I mean he was not phased whatsoever at all to the fact that. Big Jim was murdered. Right. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just like he dropped dead of a heart attack from eating too much, yeah. you know, chicken parm or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this dude like, was shot in the face, basically. <laughs> no, and, no, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that basically was. Yeah, and Nucky's just like, okay. All right. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, we get to see... Agent Van Alden comes in. He decides to question Nucky. He just Nucky. barges right in. Right <laughs> in. Like, no knocking, no nothing. Yeah, he, he just, just comes right in. comes in, whips out his badges. Look, yeah. I'm Agent Michael Shannon, <laughs> and you're going to listen to me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's going on I'm going right to tell now. you what's up, okay? He comes in, and I thought this was cool. You get to see who Nucky is. Like, who... Oh, yeah. who not who he is. You get to see where he is a very good, not just a, po- but it, he is a good politician, but not just a good politician, but also a good, a good mobster, gangster. a good gangster, right? Yeah. Because he's, oh, did you know that this show is in town? And then he's just like, I don't much care for the shows. And well, what ex- do you like? Exactly. Well, what do you like? He can't figure him out. This is where Michael Shannon, and I'm sorry, Michael Shannon, I'm going to say Van, Van, Van Alden. Van Alden. Michael Shannon, <laughs> he's not, he is literally the definition of a, oh, what were they, oh my God, what did they call them back then? Gumshoe, he is a gumshoe, oh, yeah. right? He is stern, he is for, he is, this is my mission. Straight and narrow. Straight and narrow. This is what I'm here to do. Exactly. I will figure this out. You cannot bribe him. Yeah. So, and I Nucky, like N- uh, Nucky was trying his hardest to figure out something, 
that he could use to, I don't know, tempt him, to bribe him. I, Something. He was trying to figure out what his weakness was. Which, and Van what Alden, do we find out later on in this episode? Do we find a weakness? Right, and and he does give up a little bit right. later on in the episode, but... Nucky was not able to figure it out right there in at that all, episode. and and it's it's kind of a important scene because I mean this is the first time that Van Alden and Nucky encounter each other, and so I think on both sides of this of this interrogation, they both realize that they have a very big person that they're against, and they're exactly. both they're both really trying hard to figure out who they're up against. So it's a it's a really important scene. It's a really powerful scene to see both of them kind of hitting hitting the wall exactly. against each other. So <laughs> So no, I agree. I agree fully on that. They you're finally seeing the two I guess like the opposing sides. Right. You have like what you say, when you have Nucky on one, you have him on the other. The two opposing sides, and then this is their first encounter. Right, and it's a good, it's a good scene. It's a very good scene. It I is. really like that, especially when Van Alden leaves because I mean he just it the whole encounter leaves on a very strange note, and that nothing really gets resolved, and Van Alden just kind of stares Nucky down. While he's walking out of the office, right, and it's like, <laughs> it, it's like it's just a very tense scene when he walks out, and you kind of know that both of them have that feeling that right. like, I know something's up with you, I'm not sure what yet, Tension but building. I know. Tension building. <laughs> After this great scene, we get to go to the boardwalk again, which. I always like when they show scenes from the boardwalk. I mean, when it's yeah, it's boardwalk empire. Right. But I do like when they show scenes on the boardwalk because it really kind of puts you, I notice, in the element of the show. Yeah, it, it brings you into the outside world of the 1920s. Right. It, it's, you're right. It, it's kind of a, uh, I guess, a palate cleanser. Yeah. In between the, the, the tense scenes that happen. I That's a very good way of putting it because, like, the scene with, the um uh, Van Alden and Nucky that could be on any mobster show right 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 it could be on anyone but seeing the boardwalk it puts it back always like when the previous episode you know when they had oh come and look at the uh the infants for twenty five right. cents right? right um then we saw them walking around with blackface on we we talked yeah about. yeah exactly you know it's that's a crazy thing like you wouldn't think about that and then same with this one another little throwback to realize. Where you're at in this time period, you have a gentleman out there, uh, and he's he's actively got pamphlets for the KKK. Right. And Jimmy's walking past him like, oh, look at this nut job. Like, oh, right. KKK, whatever. Like, it kind of gives you an idea of the world outside of the storyline, right. and it 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 helps it helps put you back in the scene. And we we said that before that you know they, there's a lot of elements in the show that kind of help put you in in the zone in the mood of the 1920s era right and it feels like every time they switch back to the boardwalk that's what that's doing is making sure that you know this is the era that you're looking at uh-huh. now let's go back to the gangster and it, just like you just exactly. said you know any any movie can be a gangster movie it's that's that mentality that uh are good 
<laughs> no, I see what you're saying. It's it. It's a repeat. It could easily be a repeat. It's been done before, and this isn't being done before. This is showing something a little bit different. Right. You know? That element of of movies and shows that can be represented very easily by any time period. But right. these boardwalk scenes, they kind of they kind of bring you back to this specific time period. I agree. Jimmy, you see, he's looking at a piece of jewelry, a necklace. You don't know what he's going to do. And then right. we're going to find out later where that's going. Well, yeah, you assume like when he sees that piece of jewelry that, okay, well, he's probably looking at that for his wife. Right. Um, And that's really where they leave off on that scene is that right. he sees this piece of jewelry and then you assume it's for his wife. So he goes into the jewelry shop and... That's it. Presumably buys it. That's it. Yeah, you you're assuming that. Yeah. So we leave that scene. We get to see Margaret. We get introduced back to Margaret again. She's in the hospital. She's obviously recovering from being just the ever living shit kicked out of yeah, her. Yeah, by her a hole husband. Yeah, let's <laughs> just by Hans like just beaten. She's reading, uh, we get the title of our episode, she's reading a book, The Ivory Tower. I kept meaning to research this book a little bit. Have you ever read this book by any chance? I've never read it, but yeah, you know, it focuses on the title of the book that she's reading while she's in the hospital. Right. And I I never really knew the significance of that to the show, so. So, and I'm, I'm a horrible person. I kept meaning to read more about it. I read a little bit. I do know it's an uncompleted book. So they when they released the book, they had the author completed like essentially three quarters of it. And they took the his notes and from his notes, they were like, well, this is how he wanted it to end. We do know this. And when they did that, they were able to come up to the ending. So apparently the last three, like, quarter of the book is horrible, from what I've actually read. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not all that great. Like, it's very, like, it just feels rushed, apparently. Huh. But the main premise of the show, or the book, sorry, not the show, the book is kind of interesting, um, especially for that time period. It came out, it, at this time, by the way, it was like a brand new book. This was like brand That's new. I think crazy. it was published in, like, 1917. Huh. So literally, it's literally like a brand new book. I mean, it's like Twilight's technically older now. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. And we all know what a technical or uh, a literary marvel uh, that yes, is. Yes, right? <laughs> so this um, this book was a newer book at the time. Uh, it was a little, a really strong female character lead, which was not that, un- uh, that was unheard of pretty much at that time period is basically she's coming in to help a family who it's her family and I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong please people write in let me know I'm I want to know what I'm not saying right and I will be discussing it in the next episode um if you want to write in it's uh, bootlegging.podcast at gmail.com let me know please because I am not a hundred percent on this stuff we 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 all know this right Chris <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but from what I understand, it's a strong female character. She's resolving things. That's essentially what it is. She's coming in to help her family and to fix things that are going wrong because there's a lot of tragedy going on, which that fits really good with this episode because right. we have Margaret coming we over. Have a strong female character. A huge, strong female character. And then 
later on, we have the issue of women voting, right. which is another obstacle that women are needing to overcome at this time. Right. Title really is, it's not just the, oh, you're high on your ivory tower, which is what most people would think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's another meaning. It's another uh, innuendo, I guess. And I do like that. So we get to see her. She's reading this book. You see, she gets really excited. Oh, the nurse comes in. Is Mr. Thompson's here to see right. you, right? She gets so excited, which, why is she so excited that Steve Buscemi's coming to see her? Can we be real? <laughs> Can we be real? Just real fast. He's hot, dude. He's not. Have you seen the He's guy? Not, dude, have you seen oh his mouth? God. Have you seen him? <laughs> He's a great actor. Don't get me wrong. Steve Buscemi, if you're listening to this, you are an amazing I actor. Love I love you. Please come on the podcast. Dude, I'm always looking for dude guest hosts. Up New York City after 9/11. Oh, he no, no, for real. Respect the guy. Guy's a hero. He's awesome. I've, he is I I fucking hero. love. It. I will never make fun of Steve Buscemi, except <laughs> he is not that attractive. Except that you look like a gremlin. I'm Nothing not going to and say <laughs> I don't have a six pack. I'm what they call. There's a technical term. It's called fat. So. <laughs> I understand this. I've come to that conclusion. Okay? <laughs> Stevie Shimmy's not attractive. I can call out my own, right? Exactly. So she you, gets really you, excited. I mean, you played Crazy Eyes. In, Thank you. In Mr. Deeds. And I'm that was sorry. probably your most attractive character. And I, I honestly did not see the difference between Crazy Eyes and your and your normal self. But 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 <laughs> having said that, nothing but respect. But seriously, how can she find him attractive? But I think it's more that he was just so willing to help. And, I can see that. And I I guess that's what she found so attractive. And, you know, when you come from, uh, I mean, her husband was definitely there, I suppose. And right. I guess he was trying his hardest, but he did beat the shit out of her on a regular on basis. On a regular basis. Like regular basis, and uh, I'm sorry, but that's just not the kind of guy that you want to just no. say like, yeah, that's that's the hero of the story. Not at all. No. no. So when you have somebody else that comes in and presents himself as number one, she only knows him as the you know the politician that's catering to the women's league. So she sees that's him as true. a hero. She, that's true. She sees him as uh, you know she started er, he started helping her. Right. Monetarily as well. She was willing to give her husband a job. Exactly. So That's she true. sees Nucky as this white knight who is trying to help her get out of her situation. And so that's why she finds him so attractive. I suppose. Okay, I can see that. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So we do find out it's Eli coming in. And yeah. Yeah. So she's so excited because she thinks it's it's Nucky. But. Turns out it's Eli. It's Eli, and he's basically like, hey, here's some money. Just go along with the story. And that's a, I feel like that's one of the bigger um, bigger points of this episode is that Eli comes and tells her, like, you need to keep this at the forefront of your mind that here's, here's some money from my brother, and your husband, there's a, there's a very good possibility that this is true, right? That your husband is the one that perpetuated all this bootlegging, and he got murdered because he was part of that. And right. so that was a big part of this episode is that they were trying to pin this on him, right? And they were trying to convince his wife that this was his doing. And if anyone comes around asking, that's what you need to tell that's what them. You're going to tell them. 
here's some money. <laughs> right? Here's some money. Go this with the story. Not a bribe. <laughs> but totes. you need to tell everybody that she that comes asking that this is what happened. <laughs> that's exactly it. And that's when you guys like, you see a click in her head like, oh shit. Yeah, and she's kind of starts suspecting at right. that point. And that's why I think that's it's such a big point in in this episode that she starts suspecting that there's foul play involved uh-huh. and that this maybe is not the kind of money that this is she a, wants the money to I want. This isn't what I'm want. This isn't what I'm in this for. Right. After this, uh, we get to go to the good. Uh, I'm going to do a montage. Oh, yeah. Montage. <laughs> right. Let's let's talk about Nookie. So, <laughs> how much fucking money is this dude making? Let's Seriously? Just, no, let's just jump into this. How much fucking money is this dude making? Every, For real. And, and even Van Alden, this is uh, Van Alden is uh, narrating during right. this montage, talking to his superiors about how I think that Nucky Thompson is the person we need to be looking at. Right. Because this guy is accepting money from every union. Everybody. Waste. Waste management. Uh, yeah. The what is it? The dog union. catchers, the sanitation. Then he's even got how ballsy is this guy, right? He's even got the cop coming in. Or okay, so his his brother Eli is I think the sheriff. He's the sheriff of the city. Of the city. And then they have this other cop. I don't. I guess I don't know who he is, but this other cop coming in with the money, not even in an envelope. It's just rolled up, and he's like, oh, "Brought a roll of cash for ca- you, bro." Did the, did the envelope catch fire? Like it's yeah. a joke, right? Yeah. He's just like, "Oh, <laughs> here's your wad of money." He is just taking money from every angle. It doesn't even like everyone is just feeding him all doesn't of work his money. Hours. He's like, "I don't work these hours. I yeah. work these." And just making money left and right, like insane amounts of money. And that's why Van Alden started, you know, catching the scent is because Nucky is just getting money from every... I mean, he even says it like he rented out the entire eighth floor of this hotel. Like this dude, (laughs) this guy is living the life and being a treasurer, like... I'm he's sorry, but yeah, he's a treasurer. He's right? a treasurer, so obviously this is the guy we need to be looking at. Right, and even he convinced his superior, like, okay, yeah, you might be right. Right. <laughs> Finally, this transitions to where we get to see my one of my favorite characters again, Mickey. Mickey Doyle. Oh my my name's I changed my name to Mickey Doyle. <laughs> I changed my name to Doyle. We get to see Mickey, and we get to see Mickey. And in what prison. I talked about in the last in 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 jail, <laughs> and we get to see just like what I talked about. M- Mickey is your caricature of the twenties. Typical. He <laughs> completely <he's>, typical. <laughs> Shut up! Right. <laughs> I love that he's got the the other guy in the jail with him, Asian guy who doesn't, doesn't speak, speak English, any English. <laughs> They're fighting. They don't understand each other. Slanty eyes over here doesn't even speak English, <laughs> right? So derogatory, just <laughs> so much. But it's just, but you know, you know, he's sitting there saying that about that guy, and you know, that guy is over there calling him wide eye, yeah, exactly. and calling him <laughs> so much stuff. You know, they're just bickering. There's, you know, that you know that they are the exact same horrible yeah. person, and they're just feeding off of each other. Yeah. 
and this is another little callback to the 20s where he's like, hey, man, I'll see you in the funny papers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just anyone that's that's not a white American is just slanty eyes or <laughs> even Van Alden at some point in this episode. What is he says? The darkies. The darkies. Right? <laughs> Oh my god! Like during the montage, he he, he mentions is like he's got all the darkies on his side voting for him. It's like what? Like <laughs> oh my god! But and like I said, I get it. Like it it makes the show yeah, real. It really happened that way. It's one of those things you've got to say it because this is if it was it was it, real. that's how it was. That's yeah. how it was. And I like I do like it because I don't like I decided I like. It. But I do like I appreciate the show for what it is yeah. because I'm like, okay, I appreciate really put- that it was so true to history. Exactly. So we get to see Mickey. Um, you find out that he's throwing slurs, throwing <laughs> slurs like it's nothing else. Talking about being in the funny papers, <laughs> and you we find out that he's no longer involved in the yeah, in the business. Nucky tells him straight up that you're out. He's thinking that he means he got bail bailed. But that's not true. What really happened is Nucky has thrown him out in favor of a man named Chalky, which we've only seen once for like three seconds in the first episode. I love Chalky. I know, right? He's he's so legit. He's so real. So you find out Doyle has been kicked out in favor of Chalky. Chalky's now taking over the, the the. then just stealing the the cutting. Call, the cutting the yeah, cutting the cutting business. Process. So yes. he he gets all the uh, actual hooch and he cuts it down to which even better to like go on with what you're saying, not to interrupt you. No, no, no. Go ahead. Why was Mickey cut out? Oh yeah, he got caught. <laughs> Why did he get caught? And he he got gave up by Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> Nucky is still. Somewhat, he's still trying to defend Jimmy, and yeah, he's cutting out people essential to his operation in order to protect Jimmy, right? And it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, and he knows it, and that's the thing. Nucky knows it at this point because Van Alden came to talk to him. He doesn't. He doesn't a hundred percent. But we'll say he's ninety nine. He's ninety nine point nine percent positive Jimmy was involved in. No, oh, yeah. oh no, no, no way he they does. Know. I'm they sorry. Episode that out. one, he yeah, gives him the money. Yeah, they figure it out. Never mind. No, I'm sorry. Rewind what I just said and cut that shit out because <laughs> we're redoing it. No, fuck Mickey. They knew. Essentially, that's yeah. what they're saying. Hey, Mickey, you got caught. Our You're guy the ratted you now. out. Fuck you. Yep. You messed up. Yeah. Like, that's insane. He's, he's using him as a scapegoat to protect Jimmy. Right. Despite, like I said, I mean, Doyle is like a major part of the operation now because he's cutting all the liquor and distributing it. Yeah. But he's cutting him out completely to protect Jimmy. And I mean, you know, considering that it's the cutting and distributing is such a big part of the operation. Yes. And giving all of that up. Just to protect this kid who is not even like he's your driver, man. Right. So why? Why are you protecting this? I kid? don't know. I don't know. I it's. I we'll find out. I, that's the only thing I can say. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. That that and that's why I I don't know yet. That's why I'm, I'm like interested. I don't know. I'm and maybe we'll to find see out why. <laughs> I don't know if it. I I would say it's loyalty, but that Mickey had loyalty. 
So I don't know. Exactly. You know? So we get to see James. He goes and sees his family. It's real weird. He has a, a, a what, a Christmas tree that he brought in from the alley. Yeah. You know, I get, okay, and I, I say weird. I get what he's doing because. He's, he's trying making, to make up for lost time. He's making, I get it. He's making up for lost time. But I feel that that instead of doing it like, oh, I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to do this. I was gone, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get him gifts, right? Do yeah, you see it that it's way? A little, it's a little odd, honestly. I mean, uh, he, he mentions it's only like a month away from Christmas. Like, it's, they're in a month, January. I thought it was a, a month. Yeah, 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 a month past. Because, I mean, month, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Prohibition started January 16th, like we said in the last right. episode. So it's only like a couple weeks or so. After the new year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because this is like just a couple days later. Right. So, I mean, it's it's almost Christmas, and that's why he found this tree in the back alley. And that's why he's, like, trying to do this for his family, which I understand. I mean, you know, if you weren't there for Christmas, you want to try to provide for your family. You want to okay. provide a good experience. I understand that. But it's it's a little odd that he's doing it now. You know, and I thought it was just kind of odd with the gifts like he got. OK, the son, the the truck. I get it. Right. The wife, he got her the the the, the not vacuum. What is it? That's the vacuum sweep. The vacuum sweep. They can't keep it in stock. <laughs> I just thought and and I guess it's a it's another throwback to the ninth. That that's it what is. that's yeah, what a wife would have wanted. But like, I feel there's better things you could have done. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe like, hey, I got us <laughs> I got us a room where we don't have to bang in front of our kid anymore. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I feel that you could have maybe used the money a little bit better. But maybe I'm looking at it different. Maybe. I don't know. And and like I you know, I I have kids and I I kind of understand where he's coming from that you know, once you have kids, you you just want to provide the best experience for those kids in life that you can. Okay. And I understand where he's coming from, but it's a uh, like I said, it it's still a bit odd that he's trying to make this up now. Right. Uh, I get that he's trying to make up for lost time, but even his wife is a little confused. She does seem confused. Yeah. At what's going on, everything like that. And when he when he shows off the vacuum sweeper for his wife, his his kid gets scared of it. Uh-huh. Which I understand also. Like I said, I'm I have kids and sometimes loud noises scare them. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> um and she even mentions though that like somebody's tired, so that's why he's acting the way he is, because right. he starts crying when the vacuum sweeper starts up. But um the main thing about that scene is that Jimmy seems to take it as a personal, you know, he's trying to provide it for his family, but the kid starts crying and he takes it as a personal hit. Like it's something he did wrong. Right. When really it's just that the kid's crying, but because he's been off to war, he doesn't understand the intricacies of having a family, having a kid there, you know, the kid's tired that that reaction is not a personal, you know, you should not take that personally. Okay. So he and he doesn't get that, but his wife does. So it's it it shows a little bit more of the disconnect in their relationship 
that they have throughout the show. It's, I like that. That's yeah, a, and, I didn't realize. I didn't realize that. That's a very good observation. And so, I don't have kids, so right. That's a really good observation. That's something I wouldn't have even thought of. So yeah, it it just shows a little bit more about their disconnect, and um, you know, there's there's things that he was not there to experience to learn about um, in that relationship. So we get to see this. We go from this scene to probably the most awkward scene in the entire episode. It's weird. <laughs> so weird. So weird. But and I feel like that's by design. But once you realize what's happening, it's still weird. So yeah, let's. <laughs> so Jimmy is so first of all like him and his wife we see a scene him and his wife wife trying to get intimate and they can't she you don't know exactly why but she's just like it's not it's not a good time so that can mean several things that can mean several things things. that can mean several (laughs) things so i don't know why they can't i don't know right but then he says the oh well this is how the the French do it. I was it. talking to some of the guys and <laughs> the French girls. So the French girls <laughs> do some some dirty things apparently, and she starts learning French. I guess yeah. I guess that's how we can put it. Yeah. <laughs> they get interrupted by Jimmy's son, which I mean honestly like. I can relate. Okay. <laughs> I can relate, Jimmy. I get you, bro. <laughs> the, the the kids have great timing. They really do. <laughs> so they get interrupted, and, and Jimmy is th- then decides to go to a show. And he goes we to get the him- Tableau Vivant, where there is, like, half-naked women. Okay. And that's when you start thinking, like, wait a minute. Is Jimmy going to see some? some I think he's going to see a French woman. (laughs) (laughs) Like seriously though, what are you doing, Jimmy? So and you know they the show like keeps leading you on because he goes backstage after the show where there's half naked women, and this half naked woman jumps up on him, right, and starts kissing him all over the face, and you're like, "What, Jimmy, dude? What are you doing? Did you think that he was having an affair? I, I absolutely." Okay. I, I thought, no, like, I did too. what no, I did are you too. doing, I did man? Too. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then you find out this is his mom. So do you think it's weird because maybe he was raised in that environment? Maybe and that's she's the, yeah, been exactly. this way. And that's the thing is like, yeah, per- perhaps Jimmy has been raised in this like half naked women show all of his life. So like, he doesn't find like it. The children of. Um, well, we have we have this in, in modern, um, in like Vegas, we have showgirls, right? Right, right. So you know, kids that are raised by showgirls, you know, do, are they used to this? Where and, it's like, hey, you know, this is normal, right? And honestly, the thing that comes to mind the most is from Friends because Chandler Bing, <laughs> he was raised. His, I didn't even think <laughs> his his dad was a showgirl <laughs> in Vegas. I didn't even, and think so about he never really found that odd you know when you're raised in that kind of situation you never find it different from anyone else but then but the transition is weird it's very weird because you know you like i said the the show almost purposely leads you to believe that this is some some woman that he's having an affair with right you know 
but then, like I said, she's kissing him on the face and everything like that. And you find out it's his mother, though. And perhaps because of his raising, that's normal. And that's, that's a good. That's what I think. And so, um, you know, they go on and you find out it's his mother and it's it's almost a relief. Yeah. To the audience. Yes, <laughs> like, well, because like, you don't want him to be having an yeah, affair. Exactly. You're like, man, like, I Jim, like the guy. the guy. He's and then like, you're like, mom. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but then you're like, OK, she's in this profession. Right. All so right. you kind of just brush it off and and figure, OK, that's why they're acting this way is because of his upbringing and exactly. why that happened. And, you know, after a while, you find out that the necklace that he was looking at on the boardwalk is for his mother. Uh-huh. And it turns out that this is like almost an exact replica of the necklace that his mother was given by his father. Uh-huh. And that's what she says. Right. The big thing about that scene I find is that Jimmy says, I don't have a father. Right. And, you know, we don't know his, his background yet. But I feel like the fact that he said that ignore episode one. If you if you're listening to this, please ignore episode one of our podcast. <laughs> so I ruined something. I so know he did. Heads up. <laughs> I thought something. I was I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I even told my wife. I even told my wife because we've been watching the show together, and you know I don't remember anything that happened. But I even told my wife I was like Colton fucked something up for me. God damn it. <laughs> When Sorry we were watching that, this episode, so, <laughs> so just totally stop listening to this part, but rewind, like, <laughs> forget you heard this. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that was a big part of the episode is that Jimmy said that like, right. I don't have a father and you know, that's, that's where we kind of leave off on that scene is that he, he gave his mom this necklace that is a replica of a necklace that his father gave him. And his mother is like, oh, it's just like that one. And he's like, I don't have a father. Right. <laughs> so after we see that, we get to see Jimmy go and meet with Nucky. And this is a good Which scene. Which is a big, yeah, it's a, it's a very good scene. I really like this scene. You get to see, well, well just like. You get to see two sides of Nucky. Yeah. You get to see, okay, so Jimmy comes in and. He's like, "Oh, I'm coming to work." And Nucky's not you can right. Nucky's not happy. Right. And he he Nucky's like, "Hey, why why the why the hell is this agent come to see me?" Oh, right. man, you know, this is what's going on, blah blah blah. And it's, it's kind of a, you know, we we talked about it in episode 1 that this is kind of a uh, another father-son uh dynamic. Dynamic. Yeah, exactly. that they have that Nucky is really being harsh now he's being the the authoritarian father figure now and telling him just like you were saying that he was why why did you do this you you kind of screwed me on this one yeah (laughs) so he's saying you know you screwed me over you got caught and then jimmy's saying he didn't see nothing and then did you catch what he said? I killed those. Uh, he's like, he's like, and you killed four people. Yeah, four people. And what does Jimmy say? It was five. It was five. And he's like, well, let's not let numbers get in the right. way. Right. I threw the first time I watched this. I threw that away. I was just like, oh, okay, he's confused. I right? kind of picked up on that one. I was like, really? Oh, shit. 
Al didn't kill that dude. Oh, <laughs> see, I thought that he was honestly just confused the first time it. I watched it. The very first time I remember sitting there saying, that, I was like, he doesn't even know how many people. Like, in my head, I was thinking he's a, he's he's had to kill so many people in his life, he doesn't know. Right. That's honestly how I picked it up. Which, which, P.S., spoiler alert, like, skip back six, ten seconds before I said <laughs> Al didn't kill that dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> so I really like what he says though But he's like He explains it And I like how he goes to sit down And Nugget even says I didn't ask you to sit Yeah Like he he's says he like real hard force Yeah So he tells him Oh you want to be a gangster You want to kill people You're going to pay to you kill people You got to pay me for that right Yeah Yeah last time I calculated You owe me $3,000 Yep And that's a big deal Dude Three grand oh, In the 20s yeah. That's like a million right, so dollars now. My bank account doesn't go over Holy digits, shit. So. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I don't even have like over $2,000 in my bank account well, at any given time. throw that in my face, okay? <laughs> so. Stop <laughs> bragging. God. So I do like he, he demands the money and we're viewing it as what? Nucky's being real. Nucky's being hard. He's being, yeah. Right? He, he's he's giving Jimmy a taste of what it is to be in the real world. Because, I mean, we right. all know Jimmy doesn't know what it is to be a gangster in the re- real world. He just no. assumes it's just violence and let, just make it happen. I can give him some money and he'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. But then, did you notice after this was over and Jimmy leaves, did you notice what Eli said? Oh, yeah. Eli yeah. tells him. Had this been me, you wouldn't have been you that easy. You would never have given me that. Yeah. So, therefore, we think Nucky's being hard. Right. We are sitting there watching and Damn, like, I've never seen him like this. Yeah. What can he really be like? Now we're wondering because the fact that Eli, his brother, who his brothers killed people, right? Right. His brothers killed people for him. For him. Yeah. Has just said. If this had been me, you wouldn't have been so easy. And it kind of it kind of recalls back to earlier in the episode when Nucky goes to visit Doyle in jail, uh-huh. and uh, he's talking to Eli beforehand. He he like kind of taps him in the head and is like, "Use your fucking head next time." Yeah, and Eli oh, is like obviously that. peeved. Like but he doesn't say, "Do a not thing. poke me in the head," but he doesn't say anything. But you can tell that it's like an older brother dynamic, you know, because that happens too. Right, right, right. Like, you know, Nucky goes and, like, tries to tell Eli what's up and how you should act. Right. And Eli is obviously very annoyed. And so it goes back to that, that Eli is, he knows that he would never get the kind of leeway from Nucky that uh, Jimmy gets. At all. Yeah, not at all. So, with that being said, that's going to wrap up the first half. Uh, we're going to go into a short little break. We're going to do a little, a little bit of history of a local treat. Let's talk of about saltwater taffy. Atlantic City. I'd like some saltwater. I don't know about you, but I want some saltwater taffy. We'll hope to see you all back after the break, okay? Saltwater taffy was invented in Atlantic City sometime in the 1880s. 
There are several different versions of how the candy concoction was made, but no story can be proven. The person to take the candy mainstream was Enoch James. Mr. James adjusted the recipe to make the treat less sticky and to cut them into bite-sized pieces. The treat does not contain any seawater, but does contain some salt and some water. It's made by a process of mixing sugar, cornstarch, water, butter, and flavoring together into a batter and pulling it to allow air in. I hope you enjoy this history. Now let's get back to chin wagging. And we are back. So hopefully you learned a little bit of something about saltwater taffy. Um good stuff. It's actually really good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we're down at Kima, dude, I get some. I ain't gonna it's lie. delish. <laughs> I love it. So we're back. We're going right into Al Capone. We get to see who Al is. Ruthless. That's Just violent. For real. <laughs> That's the best word. So a journalist is coming in. He's first off. Okay. How much is that shot of whiskey? Three dollars. Uh, three dollars. Three dollars. It's going to be <laughs> three dollars. Right. Okay. First off, I can go down to Texas Tavern right now and I can get a shot of bourbon literally for five bucks. Yeah. Seriously. Three for bucks. Some well shit. For Not even some. top shelf. Oh, no. Dude, that's cut with formaldehyde. Yeah. <laughs> that is cut with everything. And it's three bucks? No, nah, man. Uh, dude, you and me like to drink. We'll admit it. We're drinkers. I ain't spending no $3 that's, on a shot. Yeah, seriously. No. So That's when you really, really are desperate to get drunk. You got a problem. <laughs> so... <laughs> He's asking him some questions. He wants to he not ask him. He wants to ask him questions, right? You want to give a statement? Yeah, and he gives him a statement by breaking a $1000 bottle of booze. Yeah, I got a statement. <laughs> a $1000 <laughs> bottle of booze over the course of his head and then he proceeds to just stomp Kick him. the shit out of him like crazy. Right? So he's doing it. You see uh Torrio come in and Torrio's like, "What is happening?" Giving a statement. Giving a statement. Thanks, Al. <laughs> <laughs> so I like this because you get to see that Al Capone is not someone to mess with. He can be a hey, back away. Hey, respect us, right. right? At the funeral, he didn't do anything, right. right? But then at this place, no, I told you to back away. Right. I gave you that warning. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same reporter from it, the, it is. From the funeral. It's, yes. And so he, yeah, I mean, he's already warned him at the funeral, and now he comes back asking more questions. And number one, like you said, it it gives you an idea of the fact that Al Capone does not mess around. He's super violent, but also that he will back up his team Ooh, to the end. A hundred percent. Because he's literally backing up Torino right now. Yes, and because Torrio. The, uh, Torrio, oh yeah, you're right. Torrio. So heads up, <laughs> me and me and Christopher here, we are not Italian. We are not the biggest. We will False. go and say my name's Como, so I'm Italian, and my last name is. I will go and say it. My last I'm, name's Duffy. I'm kidding. I'm, I, I'm Irish. I'm, I, it, the closest I am is French, <laughs> and and French Canadian at that. So uh, not even real French. But, but we are not Italian. <laughs> we are not. I only go. I'll go and say we are not the biggest Boardwalk Empire fans. Yeah, we're fans. We're we are fans of the show. I'm not the biggest. When we mispronounce names, please once again write in. Let us know. We want to know this because we don't want to be like, hey, they can't even say this right, okay? Give us 
Give us some hints. Help us out, all right? So, and, and all our fans in French Canada, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love you. And all I my family I'm back home in Ireland, I, I'm not sorry. I'm not. <laughs> so, <laughs> Irishmen never fucking <laughs> never ask forgiveness. But anyway, <laughs> so Johnny Torrio uh, comes out in the bar and is like, "What the fuck is happening?" And Al Al just is like, "I'm giving a statement," and then he stomps this fool into the floor. Just oh, like, obliterates him. Oh my god! Like the and that's it's part of his development that Al Capone is not someone to be messed with at all. He will back up his people. He will kill you in order to make sure that his yes. his team comes out on top. So. After that, we get to see uh, Nucky's sitting at his table. Phone apparently is like kept ringing, kept oh, ringing, yeah. and Eddie comes in. Eddie, I love. I love he's Eddie. the best. I love, I love <laughs> so he comes in. He's like, uh, Mister Rothstein's on the phone, and he answers the phone. You get to see who Rothstein is. Rothstein, the is, dude, does not play no. around. When he it lost, comes to money, lost, I mean, uh, historically, he's a racketeer. Right. This dude, he all he cares about is the money he's making, uh-huh. especially the money he's losing. Yes. He does not care for the money he's losing. No, not at all. He is willing, as you've seen, he's willing to kill people over the money he's losing. Oh, yeah. Just for fun. For fun. <laughs> so the fact that he lost his money. He's been bugging Nucky. Because I, I, uh, Eddie yes. Eddie mentions it like it's it's Mr. Rothstein again, like Rothstein has been trying to contact Nucky about this shipment for at least a day, two days since it happened, and right. so uh, you know you see Rothstein he's trying to contact Nucky about this shipment, and Nucky's been uh, apparently avoiding him in all of his calls. But then he finally answers the phone, and Rothstein wants to know, you are going to reimburse me for this shipment. Because he knows. Because of the billiard, bar, billiard, billiard ball scene, Right, he knows. He knows, hey, I was willing to let this guy die. Right. I know, and he did his whole story, so he knows. He knows now, I, I know who did this. I know who is behind it. I want my money, right. or I want my booze. Either one, right? And well, not even that. Like he just wants his money because he even tells Nucky, "How dare you? You sold my my shipment to Chicago." Oh, you're right. Because, no, you're right. Because Rostin right. assumes that Nucky sold the shipment to Chicago because that's what happened. Al took all of the booze that right. they hijacked during the during the heist to Chicago to 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 Rio. Right. So Rostin is like. How dare you sell my shipment to Chicago? Now you owe me what ninety grand or a hundred grand, something like that. That's right. And I mean, you know, think about it. In the twenties, that's like, oh my god, that's like millions nowadays, millions. And yeah. And what happens? Nucky's like, show your face he, again. He brushes and see it off. What happens? Because he he no, just, he doesn't just brush it off. He makes a threat back. Well, show your face in Atlantic City. See what exactly. happens. Exactly. But he, he even says, like, up. because uh, Rothstein starts talking about, like, well, it never made it there. And he's like, okay, so what? And he's like, 
my my sister's brother my sister's, my yeah. sister's cousin yeah. or my sister what is he says my sister's brother my sister's my cousin's brother, brother. Or yeah some shit i don't care if your mom was on it <laughs> yeah show yourself in Nucky atlantic city does and see what happens again care he doesn't care no, because doesn't. after they made the deal he doesn't care if I, it didn't go right that's not his fair, problem to be fair nucky wasn't involved exactly he doesn't know anything and and that's the thing about nucky is that he plays it cool he plays it like he had no idea what's happening, and so right. he tries to he tries to convince Rothstein that he has no idea what's happening. Right at this point, we don't know whether or not Rothstein's buying that, but Nucky just hangs up on him. Uh huh. And so you know we kind of leave it at that. It's it's kind of an open ended question whether or not that's going to develop into something else, but. I feel like that's probably going to be uh, brought up in the next couple episodes. More than likely. Yeah. So, Nucky's... Oh, in that episode, though, we got to point out. So, Eddie comes in. Will you need, oh, a, yeah. will you, will you need a ride for the night? Should I wear a black suit? And oh, Eddie goes, I don't care. What does he say? He says I don't give a fuck. You know, I don't borrow care one. Borrow one. <laughs> Well, what could, well, should I wear a hat or not? I don't care. I'm a chauffeur. A chauffeur must wear a cap. <laughs> I love how he asked him Eddie. the question. I love that dude. <laughs> I love how he, but I love how he asked it. He's like, "Well, I need to ask the question." Knowing full well, he already knows the answer. Yeah, like, right. No, I have to wear a hat. <laughs> I love Eddie, like for real. <laughs> so Nucky's walking down the boardwalk. We got him. The next scene, he's walking. He's walking down the boardwalk. We don't know where he's going. Right. Runs into again Harvey Weinstein Senior. Oh my god. Okay, getting a oh, ride so with his g- girl, who's oh god, nineteen years old. It's not <laughs> illegal, but uh, so I don't know, man. I don't. Well, okay. Let me. Okay, I'm gonna backtrack. It starts out quote unquote kind of funny because he's walking down the boardwalk. He comes across the individual. Oh and yeah. <laughs> he says it's a um, the guy's he's a little um, person. He yeah he's a little person. It's and one of the boxers that was uh, a from the person. previous yeah, episode. The previous he's one episode. of the boxers from Mickey. I think it says his name's Mickey in it, but I could be oh, wrong. Okay. Um, he's a little person, and he says, "Hey, do you have a do you have a dollar? Sorry." I'm a little, I'm a little short. short. Nucky <laughs>, laughs like me. it kills me, and he slaps his gloves. Did you see his face dude, when he turns when, around? When Nucky turns around, that dude is pissed. <laughs> like, he looks at him like he's like guy. piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. It was not funny the last fifty times I ran yeah, into right? you in front of the tarot card reader. All right, I'm tired of walking down this goddamn boardwalk. Yeah, right. All right, I'm smelling crap in the air. I th- <laughs> hey, you have this joke to say to me. Like, oh, yeah. It, you you see that, like, Nucky likes jokes. But again, I, like, that's kind of every time they, they show the boardwalk, it's something that alludes back to the 20s. It, it brings you back into the era. It brings you back to what it was. And it just keeps going that way, that every time you see all the characters on the boardwalk, it just, they add something in that It, that may, it, it puts you back in the time it. period. Yeah. yeah. So um, after this, he comes across Harvey Weinstein Jr. <laughs> with the girl. Let's, I mean, she's not a child, but... Uh, uh, Claudia, I think was her name. I can't remember. 
And she's wanting to go in for some saltwater salt taffy. Water taffy. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed the saltwater <laughs> taffy we talked about earlier. Um, so good. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> he comes. She comes out, and Nucky's doing just like literally. He's this doing is the me too. This is the me too movement. Like yeah, that's right. yeah, this is right. literally what it is. Like I'm not getting political in this or anything like that. This is literally the me me too movement. People in power. Using their power yep. to try and even helping the other ones, other in power. people in power. Yeah, that's all it is. People in power helping other people in power get laid, take advantage in, of, in the most yep. horrible ways possible. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're rolling down in a a buggy. This Harvey Weinstein and this nineteen year old and uh, so gross. She goes in to buy some saltwater taffy because that's what she wants to do because she's. Because she's 19. a child. Yeah, she's 19. I want candy. <laughs> yeah, that's sexy, quote unquote. Oh, and oh, while she's I, in there I, buying, this dude is like, oh, yeah, she's not putting out. I've I've been given all this money, showing her a good time, and she's not putting out. And Maybe Nucky, she's not interested because you look like a fat Yeah, exactly, because you are fucking greasy by nature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not even, yeah, you're just a greasy fucking You look dude. greasy. So Nucky, for whatever reason, uh, I guess to help his help himself with a deal on his cutlery, <laughs> decides to help this guy. Right. <laughs> and so she comes out, and Nucky decides that he's going to make up the story about a beauty pageant and how she needs to join the beauty pageant. And oh, by the way, your greasy ass uh, host here is going to be <laughs> one of the judges for the beauty pageant. Oh, really? Oh, my and uh, yeah, in in secret, they whisper back in back and forth to each other. It's like, oh, that that ought to warm her up. That ought to warm her. <laughs> like, uh, God, dude, come on, man, what are you doing? So it's it it kind of adds a little bit to uh, Nucky's character that right. he's a little greasy. He's a little bit of a. You He's know. willing to do what he has to do to stay in to, power. Yeah, to get his power. And I'm not justifying what he's doing right. by any means, but he's willing to do he's what he has to do. He's willing to do what he has to do to win the votes, to to exactly. win the discounts, to to do what. It, yeah, he, he's uh, he's looking out for himself. Yeah, which he is. He is. That's what, that's what I he's understand, doing. but but damn, that is greasy. Yeah. So greasy. <laughs> After this. Um, we get to see that uh, Jim is calling Al, Co- Al, Al Capone. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, asking for Yeah, um, because help. of their previous conversation, you know, Jim is in the hole for three grand with Nucky. Right, but he's gotten most of it, I think, because he says, I just need, what, $500? Yeah, he, he asked Al for 500 to to make up the, the difference. The difference. And we get to see, dude, Al's a kind of... He's a Capone's dick, a piece man. of shit. Yeah. Like, he's he willing to do shit. all this stuff for his boss, but when it comes to the dude that literally helped you that get helped this. you, what should be your Hey, pal, friend? I think you got a problem. Yeah, he uh, Jimmy Wait. calls him, and Al Capone acts like he can't hear him when he's asking for help. At all. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I can't hear you, brother. I can't no. hear you. No, Look, like, it sounds dude, like you have a problem. Call me back. And hangs dude, up on the dude. That like, was... My God. Like, While the, he's laughing, he's laughing at the guy's situation. Right. I don't know. I, I, that you really get to see what kind of a person he is. Oh, yeah. He's a, he, he is willing to, basically, you're seeing at this point, does he even really, honestly, does he even have any respect then for his boss? Because I'm like, wait, maybe he only is like respecting his boss because, hey, it'll make me look good. Right. 
You know, like he's and I feel not like that's the point. Yeah, he's that's not exactly a loyal, what he he's thinks. not a loyal person. Right. After that, we get to see Nucky going to meet the Commodore. Uh, very strange. The Commodore is counting money. He's yeah. Nucky so, why gives is, him dude, money. I why is why is Nucky paying him? And like paying him a lot. A I mean, lot. Like, it's not like, hey, here, here's a hundred bucks. Go get right. yourself a, when, when you, you know, a burger. When you always <laughs> see like people giving Nucky money, it's like a roll of twenties, a folder full of twenties, whatever. Right. Nucky is giving the Commodore an envelope full of hundred dollar bills. A like a large envelope of hundred dollar bills. Right. And, like we said before, like in the twenties, that's like that's millions of dollars that he's giving the Commodore right now. And from episode one, you're not 100% sure who the Commodore is. Even here, you're not sure who this guy is. But it's obviously somebody that Nucky holds in high regard. Enough to give him just tons of cash. And get his opinion on things. And okay. So, to interrupt you, I am interrupting. I'm sorry, Como. No. $1,000 in 1920, how much is that worth today? Oh, man. I, I honestly just I just Googled this. I wouldn't have guessed this, okay? I'm going to be know. honest with you. A I million? No, it's not, it's, not the, it's not even close to that amount. I'll be honest. It's not. 100,000. Now, they didn't keep track of inflation since then, so this can be off, okay? No way. The, yeah, they, they wow. uh, I don't remember when they started keeping track of inflation. It was like the 1940s. No way. Yeah. Holy crap. So it's kind of hard to estimate, but the rough estimation, the rough estimate, estimation, a thousand dollars in 1920, $11,000. Damn. Now, okay. But damn, I say that. Hold on. I say that. Remember, a thousand dollars is what? Ten hundred dollar bills. Right. That dude had a, that was a more folder than- full of a hundred dollar bills. Yes. I would say in that folder alone, I would say there was at least fifty hundred dollar bills, maybe even a hundred. Good lord! You're talking about getting an envelope like of a hundred thousand. Let's, let's just say it's a hundred thousand yeah. dollars uh, in today's money. Yeah, that's getting a folder of a hundred. I don't. I don't make that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> not at not at once. Not like brag given, about my income <laughs> here, but not not being given uh, given an envelope full of that. My God, <laughs> why sit there and drink brandy? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and that's another thing about that scene is that they're sitting there, they're trading this huge amount of money, and they're talking about votes is really what they're talking about at right. that point. Because that's what's keeping them in power. Right. Because, I mean, you know, just like... Nucky's in, in power. In the last episode. Money. Yeah, exactly. They're talking about it's an election year. They uh-huh. need votes. They want power. They want money. They're working on this whole, you know, upper echelon scheme that right. we don't know about yet. And um, so... Nucky starts talking about how he wants all the votes he can get, and every uh-huh. vote counts, right? And he's talking about the women's vote, right. women's suffrage, getting every vote he can. Because women, well, no, 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 no. Women can't vote yet. Oh, yeah. No, but he's working he wants, on He that. wants to he get wants women to get the right to vote. Women cannot vote yet. Right. Okay? So he wants to get women, women to vote. Um, African-American males can vote. Okay, right. black males can vote at this point, but women cannot. Women right. cannot vote. And 
what is the, the Commodore's sick? Oh my just god! Pathetic explanation gross. of why a woman can't vote is so, his example. Is he calls in his maid? Yeah, he calls in his maid and his. Maid who is she's not educated. She's not right. I mean, she's not an educated. I mean, we're talking time, about no, the nineteen twenties, right? No, at well, that time she would she wouldn't have been. She right. would not have been an expect. She wouldn't have been educated in foreign politics, right? Right, and even and, I don't know about foreign politics at this point, right? You want to tell me about? I hear people all the time talking about certain things that are happening overseas. They're like, oh, well, did you hear about you know the this and that with the convention, the Geneva Convention? What uh, the fuck are Geneva, you talking about right now? <laughs> I like Godiva chocolate. Is Godiva and Geneva the same thing? So I love he's that talking Swiss ab- chocolate. Oh god. So he's talking about some very, very advanced politics. Right. Especially especially at that time period. Remember, this is before twenty four hour news. Right. This is before easy access. We no, God knows that, no like, smartphones. Just like we were saying, this is before the women's vote, but even before that, this is before the segregation and right. the, the racism and everything. This is a a black woman that he has as his maid. Who? This is like the lowest of the low at the time period. Right. Because if I remember right, it was later on in 1920s when women were allowed to vote. Right. So this is right before. I believe it was that year it was voted in 1920. If I remember correctly, I could I could be wrong, but if I remember correctly, I believe it was that election year it was voted in. So this is somebody who's not allowed to vote. Right. Who is working a very I don't want to say min- minimal job. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, but it's, it's, it's a low it's education, work, it's but a, it's it, not. It's it, it's work. You have to clean that disgusting man's piss bucket. He even says it like she cleans out my piss pot. Like God, you, uh, you fucking asshole! <laughs> you piece of shit. So she's an uneducated person, right? And he's ringing the bell to get her into the room to ask her all of these super advanced questions. Right. The stuff I, was, I don't even know. I don't did even you know? know. Did you know? No, I didn't know. I don't, he talk about the League of Nations. About what he's talking about. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I know the League of uh, the League of Nations turned into the. United I watched the League Nations. of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Sean Connery. <laughs> like literally, that's that's he said League of Nations, and I thought he was talking about the Super Friends. Yeah. I don't know what the. F- <laughs> I don't know. Superman wasn't involved. I lost interest. <laughs> so, but yeah, so he's like ringing the bell, like just treating this woman like shit, <laughs> and then he turns to Nookie and says, "That's the woman vote that you want." Like he's a dude. Come on, man. Like, just. And, but that's. But you know that that was that. But mentality. that was the norm at the time. And you know. And to be honest, you know that's still the mentality of certain it people today. Really is of today. It is. It is even today. It really is. And that's what's. Uh, I. It's. I feel it's like, sad. I feel like it was a call out to everybody that's watching right. the show. Like, maybe. Maybe look at the situation a little bit more, even in look at this situation, times. and maybe hey, maybe we should educate people more. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe people should be a little more educated instead of just this twenty-four hour news and shit. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> like, oh, I just sat here and I watched Fox News or CNN uh, all day. I know the rule. No, you don't. Dude. I know what's Stop. happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, we get into one of the more creepier, not the not the creepiest, because this isn't. 
gym with his mom where we're not sure what's <laughs> happening after him learning French. But <laughs> one of the creepier things with the uh, Michael Shannon – and I'm sorry, I'm not gonna. It's I'm really not gonna refer weird. to his name. He is Michael Shannon. It's, yeah, it's Michael <laughs> Shannon. Uh, Van, uh, Van, uh, Van Alden. Van Alden. And he's in his apartment. Okay. Well, no, he he goes to interview her at her house. Uh, right. Okay. So he goes to interview her. She loses. Uh, he goes to Van interview Alden Margaret. Goes to interview Margaret at her house, and I mean, this is the day that she gets back home. Right. From out of the hospital, from uh, being beaten to shit from her husband. Up her chair. She's, she's literally she's cleaning up her house. Zone. She's literally, it is like a yeah, soldier with PTSD. She walks into her house. Oh, and I can't all imagine. she does, like, for the first five minutes she walks into her house, she just stares right. at all of the aftermath. It's like, it's like having an out-of-body experience. I can't even imagine. Seeing all this shit. And then here comes Van Alden knocking on her door. Like asking to talk about her husband. Right. Who caused the entire scene she just got home to. Right. So Van Alden walks in. She invites him in, which honestly is crazy to me. But I guess, uh, you know, in the 1920s, it's you don't you don't say no to the you see a badge. Maybe it's okay. He's out to help me. Whatever. Come on in. Let's 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 talk about things. Yes. So she has to clean up after the aftermath and tell Alden that. Like, I'm sorry, I just got home from the hospital today, and he, he says, fine, whatever. So they have an interview, and he starts asking her about her husband. Her husband first, and then and he starts talking or about not, Nucky. Yeah, whether or not he might have been involved in this, and he has reason to believe that he has no reason to be involved in the uh, bootlegging industry, and that he might have been a patsy. And you start seeing Margaret kind of question... Uh, what we were talking about earlier, she got paid off by Eli in the hospital, and she starts questioning in her mind, like, should I be, like, going along with this? Right. Should I accept what they were talking about? Like, what? She's confused. Okay. And during the time, she starts saying, oh, I I had a ribbon in my hair. What? Uh, where did my oh, ribbon no, go? Oh, where'd it go? Yeah. And, you know, that, that kind of gets brushed off, but... Van Alden keeps going with the questioning, and then we for switch a short scenes. little bit. For yeah, very, for did you notice that it was very, amount. very short? And then we see Van Alden in his hotel room uh, by himself. So I have to put in on this. So I'm not trying to interrupt you on no, this. No, I have please. to. I have to put this in. <clears throat> so as you were saying, Van Alden, he's in his hotel room, right? He's writing this letter to his wife. To his wife. To yeah. his wife. Please make sure <laughs> that you allow the, the pipes, pipes. <laughs> to run two times per day. Because right? during it's... the winter weather, <laughs> they so... might freeze over. It is so, it's like a business agreement. It's so weird. Right? It's so, it's a business agreement. Like, it's like, my dearest Bob, it's, it starts out like a very nice letter, yeah. right? And then it just ends with, make sure you run the pipes. Yeah. So, He's writing that right. Then he takes out this um, the the it's a blue ribbon, which a, if yeah. you remember, this is hers. And what does he do? He covers he his wedding band around his fingers. He wraps around his, his hand, ring. and then he covers his wedding band. And I have to it say this: weirdest. Me and my wife, uh, Meg, we were watching this, and I said this. I literally go, 
huh, he covered his wedding band with that, uh, that, that ribbon. This is literally my wife saying, and she said, I had to say this on the air. Yeah. It's cause he's a creepy, nasty perv. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so he, he wraps so, around his hand and then he smells it. Now the question is, does that make him a creepy, nasty perv? <laughs> well, and that's, and that's the thing is that, like, I mean, by by today's standard, yeah. But the fact that he's an I swear IRS to God, agent, if you defend him, no, no. <laughs> Como's over here defending. I am not defending an agent of the I treasury. <laughs> agent of the treasury. Well, am, he was. He was. He was just no, stealing listen, a ribbon. No, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Listen to this. No, but okay, this dude has been an agent of the treasury all his life. Right. He's the head, he's like the top dog okay. of the treasury agency. He has been having to follow rules all his life. Okay. He is straight and narrow okay. to the max. Okay. He's apparently married, but obviously by that letter that he wrote just ten seconds ago, he's not like totally into it. Okay. And then he's he still in a girl's ribbon. It's smelling he, it. The- <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and defend him. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not waiting. saying it's not weird. It's weird. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. But, Go he's got to have some kind of outlet, right? So, still in a woman's ribbon. He's. <laughs> Whatever, man. He's, he's. I, I'm not defending his position, but <laughs> to make his character, he's been a s- super straight and narrow his entire life, and now right, he's right. Met this I'll give you that. Right. Who is like, all right, she's kind of hot. <laughs> True. And so he steals the ribbon, and he's gazillions of miles away from his wife. And I think he's like two. I think he's literally. He's like three miles away from his life. <laughs> it's 1923 <laughs> miles, though. So he's like four days. But then he sniffs this ribbon and he's like, oh, that's hot. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's true. He's a perv. He's, he's, he's a, a perv. He is a perv. He's a, he's a perv. I'm just saying. It kind of it rounds out his character that that's what he is. And. Whatever, Michael Shannon's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, after this scene, we get to see we get to go from this to um, Margaret's back in her house. Right. I don't know if you noticed this or not. I picked up. So I I don't know how many times you watch the episodes before we record. (laughs) I watch I watch it twice. I watch one time. I I don't usually watch it as much, but this this episode I felt like watching a couple times just so I could like pick up. So I watch every episode. I watch it all the way through once. Right. And I don't take notes. I don't do nothing. Right. Right. I just watch it. And then the second time I take notes, the second time watching it, it clicked to me in this, in this, um, this scene, Margaret's in her house. Uh, there's no real talking or anything like that, but her kids come in. Oh yeah. They're wearing her boots. They're wearing, well, they're they're wearing the husband's boots. boots. Yeah. Han. Did you see her face? Yeah. She heard her husband walking in. Yeah. And it's showing she got scared. I didn't notice that. I honestly didn't notice that the first time. 
I feel that she got scared because she heard the boots. And then when she sees it's her kid, she honestly, she was, I'm being, uh, this is what I noticed. Correct me or uh, you give your input. Right. When she realizes it's her kids, she was happy. She was like, you know what? He's dead. I'm okay with this now. I, I have a completely opposite opinion. Okay. Oh, no, I want to hear this. My, because, I want to hear this. Because of my situation. So what I think is that because her, her kids found their father's boots, right? They put them on. Right. And uh, speaking from experience, my boys have done that in the past. Okay. They found my boots in the bedroom. They put them on and they walked out with them. Okay. And it was, I feel like it was more of a, uh, she saw that it, it was a sadness in her face. Okay. She saw that her kids were wearing the boots. And don't get me wrong, she's been through a lot of crazy stuff with her husband. Right. Like, she got beat by the dude. But yeah. there's still, she loved him. And I feel like that's what that scene was showing. She loved the guy. Like, he beat the shit out of her. See, I, I understand that. that. And but when okay. she saw her kids, the the kids that she had from this guy, okay, she saw them walk out with his boots on. That was more of a uh, oh my god, those are those were hit. They're his kids. Those are my husband's kids, and they're wearing his boots. They're laughing. Uh-huh. They're having fun. They walked out, and she saw them doing that, and it was less of a fear thing and more of a. Those are my husband's kids, okay. and now my husband's out of the picture. I just didn't take He's it. He's gone. I, I still didn't. Like, even think of it, because she looks so terrified. She's like, oh, my God, those are his boots. I and don't think it was that way. In, and you but, see and her that, smirk. And you see her smirk. I don't think it was. Uh, she took it the way that. But this, this is why it's a good show. I know. We're having two because different interpretations. Exactly. This exactly. is why it's good. This is why it's yep. a very, this is why this this is such a good show. Exactly. Right? Yep. So we'll 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 agree to disagree on this one. No, fuck you. I'm okay. Right. Well, <laughs> she's happy that her husband's dead. So <laughs> um, she's not. She's happy that after she's that, happy that she saw us. <laughs> well, now we can we can get to something we can both agree on. No, fuck you. I'm right. <laughs> after this, what does she do? She goes to Nucky's house she at goes midnight. To Nucky. At yeah. midnight. Remember he yeah. says it. This is something that like, would happen it's, anymore. It's almost midnight. Okay, yeah. uh, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and give some insight to people that are listening to us right now. We're actually this is a second recording tonight for me oh, yeah. and Christopher. Yep. Uh, our, uh, our our first recording messed up. Didn't really work. It did not work. <laughs> there was some major mess ups. We are still recording, and it is we're looking at a clock actually right now. It's one thirteen in the morning. Okay, so we're looking at this clock right now. What would you do? If somebody knocked on your door to ask you some questions right now. Honestly, if somebody knocked on my door right now, I'd be like, shh, don't say anything. I'd be grabbing my gun. Do not fucking say anything. We're in Texas. Sorry if anybody's not gun friendly. I'm grabbing my gun. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Sorry, but no. Don't make a noise. But so she's going to this guy's house like, oh, you have a caller. It's almost midnight. Yeah, fucking Eddie is like, yeah. She's here right now. Yeah, and he's okay <laughs> with it. I just thought that was a very that was a another one of those kind of flashlights. You don't have that now. Remember, she can't call him. She yeah. can't. Yeah. Right? Were you an operator? Right? 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, operators hung up their phones at like six. Yeah, so <laughs> she can't call. I was like, I didn't really think about that. And I do like their conversation that they have. It's oh, yeah. Because she's giving the money back. Yeah. You know, she's like, no, I don't. She need said, this. this is weighing on my conscience. Yes. I cannot take this. But even that, her coming there at midnight was more of an impact to me because. Yeah. It was that serious. She went. And then she says, she felt, I found somebody to come and watch the kids. She had to go right. find somebody to watch the right. kids. And she got she the neighbor to, to watch there. the kids. She yeah. had to do all this stuff at midnight. Yeah. So, I don't know. That scene was it was crazy to me. And Nucky, and and that's the thing is that Nucky he even says, it. "Well, no." At first, he says, "Like, surely this could have waited for tomorrow." Right, but at the end, he respects her for it. Right, but and I feel like the reason behind that is because she brings up. Well, she starts talking about her husband and how uh-huh. she lost her husband, but. Right when that happens, like you can kind of see Nucky's face change, and then she asks immediately about his wife. That's right. And then his face completely changes. And she's like, oh, how old was she? Oh yeah, she was very young when she died. She was twenty eight. But does he go to a politician, Nucky? Yeah. <sighs> ah. I feel like I don't no. know. I honestly don't know. I don't remember. I feel like no, because I mean, it's it, his his dead wife has come up so many times now, and his dead true. wife has always been like a point of contention for him. Like he's always been very conflicted anytime his wife comes up. Very and true. honestly, like me coming into it without knowing anything, I don't know yet. But from yeah. what I know. I feel like he maybe has a conscience and has some pull with his dead wife and some okay. morality attached to that. I don't know if that's true in the end, but <laughs> but from what I've seen so far, he has a lot of pull like his his dead wife has a lot of pull with him and anytime it gets brought up, he he his face changes immediately. Yeah. So I agree. So we finally end the episode with um, Harvey Weinstein <laughs> and the 19-year-old girl in the woods. I'm driving you back to Baltimore. And, okay, I have to say this. Meg was not happy with me writing this down, but I have to say this. <laughs> he is, a, okay, he is a disgusting pig. Oh, he's he is, gross. I am, when I say this, greasy. I'm, I mean, he's greasy, he's disgusting oh, and yeah. all that. He is still getting a handy in the car. <laughs> it it is the most. It is the worst. Unenthusiastic. Oh my god. She is like, so fine. Out of it. Pull over. Pull over. That is the worst. Like how how is he even into that? That's what I I told my wife that. Like, like seriously, how is he even like into this right now? Like, if she doesn't give a shit about this, and it's just no. like, how would this... And like, this she's, fucking, like, looking off. She's she looking off like, ah, uh, I don't care. Yeah, this greasy motherfucker is just like, oh, yeah, baby. Like, right. what is the matter with you, man? This is gross, dude. She is so gross. This. Oh, she's so, so much better than this. Yeah, so they're in the middle of this fucking gross shit <laughs> going on. <laughs> And a zombie comes and out. Zombie, <laughs> That's what I put it. Seriously, a, a zombie, zombie comes, comes out, out with his fucking guts hanging out and shit. 
and he slams his face into the car, and they start freaking out. Yeah, and that's how it ends. That's literally the end of the episode. But that, that that's a very good transition for our next episode. Yeah. Yep. All right, so um, pop quiz now, Chris. Oh, God. We got one more. We had a pop quiz last week. We got a pop quiz this week. I'm going to fail. All right, so we got a pop quiz. When they are driving the Harvey Weinstein Jr. and his child bride, they're driving and they pass by a sign. The same sign is from the first episode, okay? And it says, welcome to Hamilton. Hamilton. Okay? Yes, okay. It is the world capital of what? The blueberry capital what? of the world. Oh! I got that one. Oh, oh I remember that nice, one. Dude. Yes. Nice, dude. Nice. Blueberry capital of the world. Little history fact for you, okay? In real life, you know, it's actually not the blueberry capital of the world. It is oh. now. Oh. It is technically now it is called the blueberry capital of the world. Right. Um, during the 1920s, its actual cash crop was uh, peaches. They oh, actually shit. grew a bunch of peaches up there. Um, it's in the show as a uh, uh, kind of a callback. So a lot of people don't, if you don't know this, if you're listening in, Boardwalk Empire was based on a book that was written by uh, a gentleman. So the real character of Nucky Thompson is based on Nucky Johnson. Right. Okay. Right. Well, there was this guy that wrote a book. So the book that Boardwalk Empire was based on was actually called Boardwalk Empire, The Birth, High Times, and Corruption of Atlantic City. It was based on um, Nucky Johnson. In this, it's Nucky Thompson, right? Right. So that was actually written by a guy. His name was Nelson Johnson. No relation. I actually thought they were related. They're actually not. Um, But uh, Nelson Johnson was a city councilman or... A judge, maybe. I'm not. I'm not positive on this. Right. For Hamilton, Hamilton, New Jersey is a real town. Um, Nelson Johnson is still alive today, and huh. he wrote the books. And so this is kind of like a hey, we're showing you some respect. We're gonna uh, post this. So some right. interesting information about that. Huh. Just interesting to learn. Yeah. So we got a little bit of knowledge on that today. Uh, nice. We want to thank y'all so much for listening in. Yeah, Hopefully absolutely. it's been a really good time. And we're going to see y'all next week whenever we're going to be listening to epi- episode three of Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire. Empire. And it's going to be entitled. Oh, my God. I lost it, bro. <laughs> I thought I was doing good. It's actually going to be entitled uh, Broadway Limit. We're going to see y'all then. And we'll be doing some chin wagging next week. Okay. Thank y'all so much. Baby, don't mess around because she loves me so, and this I know for sure. But does she really wanna? But can't stand to see me walk out the door.